Welcome to Spring the Beacon with Ryan Rieger. Today we play Lego, and Daddy has other dice stay on my play Lego. Hey guys, welcome back to the Streams of Income radio show. I'm your host, Ryan Rieger, and today I have the pleasure of talking to my new friend, James Pelton. Now, if you are in crypto at all and watch YouTube videos, you may have heard of his name because he has a very large YouTube channel talking about his journey through crypto. And today we're chatting with him to talk about his story, how he built uh, an, a program that did blast email or blast text marketing. And he sold that and he just tells of his journey of how he you know, was at the mountaintop and bought his had his dream house. And then he realized that, you know what, all this money is not where it's at. And uh, that's just a fascinating story, a fascinating journey. We all think that, man, money is just going to be the end all be all of everything. And um, James's story proves that it is not. It's not money does not buy you happiness. Um, we had a great conversation about building a business. He said, and this is so key, uh, start small. Don't go out and get tons of money and invest all this time, energy, effort, and hope by starting a business and then find out that people don't even want it. Start small, put together that minimum viable product. I've talked a lot about that, and I, I totally agree with him. You know, if you're starting a business, what's the very least you can do to test this out? Fail fast, fail quickly. But James is an awesome guy. We just talked a lot about the Lord, about his journey, about what he's learned, about um, also an awesome announcement. He is joining the Passive Income Engines community that I worked to help start um, a couple of years ago with Travis Peters. And he's going to be joining us in that group to bring tons of value. I know some of you may have been in that group before. And so it's completely changed. Um, whereas before it was like 90% crypto. And uh, I felt like, gosh, I don't really have a place to add value here because it got so technical. Uh, now the group is going to be more about traditional investing, building business, starting a business, doing side hustles. And then also, you know, there will be a tiny portion of crypto. I'd say about 80% of it, it's non-crypto and it's with things like building businesses and investing and then just a very small amount of crypto. It's completely flipped from what it was before. But James is going to be a great addition to this community. And we are actually kicking off as I record this. This is Tuesday, December the 12th. Um, we're doing a, an AMA and ask me anything in his community, but we're launching a crazy price for people to get in and try out the group. One dollar for 30 days. I don't know how long this offer is going to last, mm -hmm. but if you're listening to this anywhere around December the 15th when this airs and um, a few days after, you'll be able to get in on that trial offer. Go to PassiveIncomeEngines.com, PassiveIncomeEngines.com. I'm really excited about the direction of that group. And one of the things that we want to bring to it is just helping people start various businesses. I, I love helping people brainstorm ideas and to get those ideas off. And that'll be a platform for me to be able to do that. So I'm excited about that piece of it. And also learning from James. He has a, He's a wealth of knowledge in the investment space. Space and the business space. So I know you're going to love this interview. It was so fun hearing his story of how he got to where he is. He's a really cool guy, loves Jesus. Here's my interview with James. James Pelton, welcome to Streams of Income, man. Thanks for having me, brother. I appreciate it. It's so cool. Like uh, when uh, Travis said that he was having you on, I was like, that's awesome. You know, I guess you, when you have a YouTube channel with as many people as you have, you become like a mini celebrity, don't you? 
I think you, it's kind of like a big fish in a small pond. So like, and I'm not, my kids always ask me, are you famous? And I said, not really. Like nobody really knows me unless you're in crypto or passive income. Right. Maybe, maybe <laughs> in that little pond, uh, I'm, I'm a I'm big name, but they're like, when we go to the airport or something, they're like, how come nobody here knows you? And I'm like, well, okay, I'm not, I'm not Mr. Beast. <laughs> um, they've asked me that before. They said, are you as famous as Mr. Beast? And I said, no, 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 he's got. 200 million subscribers oh i have fifty thousand subscribers so yeah uh, it's all relative right right well fifty thousand. That's that's quite a lot man i'd love to hear that story too how you got there but um i know that people know that over listening if they know you they've probably heard of you through youtube and crypto and passive income stuff but you've got a life beyond that and you do a lot of really cool things with your family and ha having people in your home but um i guess tell us your story yeah absolutely well so um, yeah, Jesus is a big part of my story. Um, but I grew up in, in a Christian family, so I kind of believed in Jesus, but then there was still like, as a young man, especially there was like, oh man, I really want to get rich. And then everybody was telling me all my Christian, you know, pastors and people would say, uh -huh. money's not this answer. And I would just inside, I was like, yeah, you just, you've never been rich. Like, you don't know, right. you don't know what you're talking about. Um, so I always like really didn't, didn't believe, um, that that was true. And so when I um, got, you know, I, I started my business online. Um, mm -hmm. I wrote some software that sends out mass text messages. And this was a really good lesson is if you're looking, I start tried tons of businesses and none of them worked. Yeah. And finally, I looked at a problem that I had personally. Mm -hmm. I was a youth pastor and yeah. we were looking to let the students know where we were going out to eat after church. Yeah. And it was a big pain point because we had 70 students and it just oh, yeah. inevitably people wouldn't get the message that, hey, we're going to Taco Bell tonight or whatever right. the case might be. And yeah. so I was brainstorming one night. I was like, okay, if I was going to do this manually, how would I let everyone know? It's like, well, I would send each person a text message individually. Yeah. And I said, okay, is it possible for me to automate that some way? That's how I think as a software, I'm a software yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, and so I thought, Oh yeah, I could write some software that sends a text message individually to each person. Wow! And uh, so I wrote that. I sat down. It took me one night. I just sat down. I wrote this. Um, <laughs> I announced it to my, to my youth group. I was like, "Hey, everybody, text the text uh, Alpha Omega. That was the name of our group. Okay. Um, text Alpha Omega to this number. You'll be signed up to receive these text alerts." Um, and it worked. Like everybody That's was crazy. signed up. Can you go? And, like, what are some of the details? Uh, maybe uh, maybe the, I don't know if there's anything you can't say because you sold that business. But like, what's the back end of that look like? Was it? Were you on your computer and you were sending a message on your computer and automatically did it? Yep. Yep. And that's how I started. And actually, um, another thing I learned about business was you always start small, yes. you know, start with a minimum viable product. Uh -huh. A lot of times people have a vision for, oh, I want to build the next, I don't know, something huge. I want to build the next Amazon or something like that. And it's like, mm -hmm. okay, that's great. But start with the minimum viable product. Well, yes. you, it's going to take you years and years and years to build the next Amazon. Yeah. What's something small you could do mm -hmm. to make sure that you actually finish it? That's the number one problem I see with entrepreneurs is they don't finish. They yes. like to start, but they don't actually like to finish anything. Yeah. Um, and let's start small so you can actually get it finished. And if it ends up not working, you can kind of fail early. So before yes. you've sunk in, um, I see tons of companies that go raise... $200 million yeah. and then they start building and they're like, Oh, actually no one wants what we're building. It's like, well, yeah. you should have started with the minimum, minimum viable product. Exactly. I'm all about the minimum viable. I've product. always done that to me. That's just normal, but maybe that's because yeah. I didn't have $200 million access <laughs> right. to that. I mean, but so you have to start scrappy. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Oh. That's been a huge lesson. That's helped me a lot. 
Um, so I started just real basic. Um, I actually, yeah, you got on your computer and I actually, I don't know if you remember this, but they used to have like, you could send a text, you could send an email yes. to like your phone number at yes. vtext.com and I would that. text that person through Verizon. Yes. Uh-huh. So my original code that I wrote, just use that. It, it okay. had a lookup to check what phone carrier they were. It looked up what's the email address that sends a text to that number. Okay. Um, and so it was free on my end. That's so cool. um, And that's how I started. And that worked great until I started sending like 100,000 a day. Um, mm-hmm. by the Because what happened was people started to hear that I had this program in place with uh-huh. my church and all the churches around Lincoln started calling and they said, hey, we need that. We need that. And so I'd set it up for a few wow. churches and um, then churches outside of Lincoln started hearing about it. Um, and then after, wow. I think it was about after the 30th church that I was getting set up um, all for free. Uh, and it was taking a ton of time to get this set up. I realized, okay, I think this might actually be a business, not like yes. something that I'm just going to do for free for every church that asks for the rest, yes. of, the rest of my life. And, um, wow. and that's a good thing because we ended up with about 30,000 churches. Oh my gosh. Um, Across the country. How'd you flip it? Because I here's I have a lot of pastors and people in ministry that listen to this episode, these episodes. Yeah. And they always have a problem starting a business. Like um, they think, well, people come to me for free already as a pastor. So how in the world would I ever flip that switch to pay to charge for coaching or whatever? So how did you yeah. make that switch? Yeah, that, and it was really difficult. Uh, it was really hard for me to tell, and especially like smaller churches, like they don't have much of a budget. And yeah. you know, even if I come out and say, I mean, I wasn't charging something ridiculous. It was like, hey, it's going to be fifteen bucks a month or something. Yeah. Um, but even then, I had some churches, hey, that we don't have that in the budget. You know, what do you, wow. wh- what do you do? And um, so I really struggled through that for a while. And I'd have mm. churches contact, hey, I can't afford fifteen a month. Could you do nine a month? And things like that. And wow. Uh, yeah, can't afford, it was, uh, that, that blows my mind. The church can't afford $1,500, $15 a month, $15 a month. Well, $15. and you know, I hate to, for everyone watching, I mean, no offense to anyone, but churches can tend to be kind of cheap, um, it, more so than traditional businesses, which is, I don't yes. personally, I don't think that's the way that it should be. I don't think right. that churches should be feeling like, oh, we're scraping the pennies at the bottom of the barrel and mm-hmm. um, asking for discounts everywhere that they go. That's not like the message that I want to send right. to the world about what churches are. Yes. Um, but that is hey, the reality. Follow Jesus, you can be completely poor and not yeah. be able to feed your family. <laughs> yep, yep. And Nobody and, wants that. You know, stressing out over two or three bucks a month um, is not Gosh. something yeah, that I wanted. Um, and then what really changed the business, so it was really hard starting to charge, but then what really kind of changed the direction of the business was I had Steak and Shake got in touch with me one day. So I was mostly churches um, and Steak and Shake got in touch. They said, hey, we want to send 3 million messages a month and we want to pay you $30,000 a month. Wow. And so, you know, I had, that's like a thousand churches paying 30 bucks a month or 2000 yes. churches paying 15 yes. bucks a month was this one company. And then I had Ghirardelli Chocolate reached out. They wanted to pay 15K a month. And Kawasaki wanted to pay 20K a month. And so I really have a team yet at that point. Um, yes. So kind of what I had done, I was still working my nine to five because I was a software developer. I mean, I was making 150 K or I was making good money. Yeah. And so it was hard to, and I had a you know, family, wife and kids and everybody. And so it was really Mm -hmm. hard for me to be like. I'm just going to go out on a limb with this with this business. Yes. So I actually had four employees and I was okay. still working my nine to five. Okay. 
Okay. Um, I had a customer support guy. I had a programmer. Oh. I had a sales guy and a, a part-time customer support person okay. to kind of just keep an eye on things. Yeah. Um, and uh, so when these marketing people started coming in, we kind of saw, okay, that's a whole, that's almost a whole new business yes. um, where we almost started. My original business was called mobile text alerts uh-huh. um, because I'm an engineer and I just name everything what it is. I'm not a good right. marketer, honestly. Like I just, <laughs> I, I like to just, I have no buzzwords in my vocabulary. It's just like, <laughs> Hey, what is this mobile yeah. text alerts? Well, it's and, simple. Uh, people understand what it is. Yep. And then I almost started a new company, Mobile Text Marketing was going to be my uh, new company and they were going to be, but then I kind of just combined them together and we kind of had, we're half focused on helping churches reach their, their congregation. And we're Mm -hmm. half focused on steak and shake, reaching their customers. And and, you know, it's, it's honestly kind of a similar um, use case. Yeah. Do you have any idea how steak and shake found you? I think just the website. So I did. Okay. I did a good job with search engine optimization. Okay. Um, where I just dominated. Wow. I was the. I was the number one, two, three, four, and five. If you search text alerts, yeah. Um, I was the top five different wow. pages and blog articles on my website. So, I, that so was were there nice. a lot of? Were you? Do you think you were the first one to come out with this? Um, when I first started. So I first my initial one I started was in 2011, and um, wow. I could not really find anything else. That was okay. doing that. Now, yeah. of course, as soon as you get started with something, tons of people start coming into the industry, right? Um, which creates competition, but it also created awareness because uh-huh. when I first yes. started, I had to explain, right. here's what a text alert is. It's yes. you text into this number and then you get this message back. Yeah. But once it became more mainstream, like now everybody knows mm-hmm. what that is. They've gotten a, you know, a spam text message yes. from a company or something like that. Yeah. So in some ways, it made marketing a lot easier. Uh-huh. Um, okay. But then there's also competition where you had to sure. beat fe- either feature-wise or price-wise or something. You had to beat mm. the person next to you. Um, and one of the reasons I sold was because it kind of started to become a commodity mm-hmm. where it was just a race to the bottom. People were just looking for who's got the cheapest. Yes. And uh, that's not the type of market you want to be in is right. the race to the bottom in a commodity where there's no way to differentiate yourself. Yes. Um, so that was one of the reasons I sold it, which surprise ending to this to the story there. Um, <laughs> but in yeah, 2020, I had a company come in and make an offer on the business. Um, and you'll appreciate this, Ryan. I don't know if I've mentioned this to you before, but um, they came in with a number. And so I prayed, I prayed to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And he what I felt like he was asking me to do was ask for a much higher number that didn't really make sense. And if they said yes, then it was meant to be. If they said no, I'd keep running my business. Um, so I came back with the number is about 25% higher than their offer. Yeah. And they said, wow, that's how did you come up with that number? And I said, I prayed to the Lord. That's the number that I came up with. Yeah. And they said, wow, that's like a, that's a really hard thing to negotiate with. If you just say it's a number you, you negotiate with Lord. God. And, uh, and they're like, there's, there's like no, there's like no wiggle room on that. And I said, well, I, you know, the Lord, that's the number I probably not. And they said, you are the most interesting negotiator we've ever talked to is what That's they told awesome. me. Um, so, but through that, it was, it was a great, great and you time. Got that I number? A lot. What's that? You got, you got that 25% higher number. I did. That's yep. awesome. Yep. And I was able to, I worked out with them. Um, each of my employees, I was really worried about my employees cause I actually yeah. had hired uh, three of my brothers. Um, mm. my, one of my best friends growing up, another one of my yeah. best friends growing up. Um, and so I was like, Hey, you got to take care of them. So I'd actually worked in two that they each got a 
uh, like a 50K bonus if they stayed for a year. Wow. Um, so each of my employees, so they were kind of bummed that I was leaving, but they were happy. Oh, we get 50K. Yes, we get 50K. 50K. Oh, see you, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what ended up happening. So, um, yeah, it was a great, great time. And I learned a lot. You know, I went from kind of being, you know, paycheck, more paycheck to paycheck to yeah. now I had just tons of money coming in. Um, and that taught me a lot about, mm. um, first off, how little happiness money actually brings. Yeah. Because again, as a young man, I was obsessed. I was like, Oh man, if I build my dream house, that was my like pinnacle mm -hmm. was if I can build my dream house, I will be happy. I'll sit in my yes. living room in my big house and I will just drink coffee and be happy. <laughs> and uh, right. We, we did do that. We built kind of our dream house. Um, and I sat in the living room one day. This was maybe like a week after. Um, and I, I was at this time, I would have been 30, 30 years old, 31 Gosh. years old. And I yeah. just sat there and I was like, oh my goodness, was this the like culmination of my life? Mm -hmm. And I've got really panicked because I was like, this is not that great. Like there's not any, it's like <laughs> Ecclesiastes said, chasing the wind. Yes. Um, And I kind of panicked, had an existential crisis and mm -hmm. was like, man, what I've been living for my whole life, I just achieved and yes. there's nothing, wow. nothing there. Mm. Um, and so that brought me on kind of a new path of okay well what is the answer to life then and i was like well of course you i was like you stupid of course like go to the bible you know the bible yes and then i was like i'm just gonna believe what it says it was right about money um it was right about sex was another thing where mm -hmm. you know as a young man you think oh i gotta get married because you know having sex that's what life is about and then you get <laughs> married and you're like oh wow that's actually like a smaller part of life than I thought it, that it was. <laughs> um, and so God, you know, through all this, I just realized, Hey, the Bible was right about money. It was mm -hmm. right about sex. It was right about pride. That was another thing is I loved mm -hmm. people thinking highly of me, which yeah. when you start your own business and employ your whole family, then, you know, your parents think really highly of you and it yes. feels good. You're like, yeah, I'm yes. the, I'm the uh, good one in the family. <laughs> um, <laughs> But God just showed me, you know, First John 2, it says all that is in the world, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the boastful pride of life is not from God. It's from the world. The world is passing away and also it's lust. The one who yeah. does the will of God lives forever. Mm. And uh, so I think I think God sometimes he some people, he has them work through this by kind of withholding from them. Mm. And then they have to work through, OK, I'm not getting the money that I want. Mm -hmm. I have to work through this. With me, he did the opposite. He's like, you know what? For him, I'm going to work through this by giving him everything he wants yeah. and showing him that there's nothing. If there's nothing there, that's not, yeah. you know, that's the sand that Jesus mm -hmm. talks about. You don't build your house on the sand. Yes. Um, and then that sent me on a path where it's like, you know what? All I want, Jesus Christ and him crucified. Yes. Um, mm. That's all there is. Mm. Um, but then he's given me this acclamation for business. And so yeah. I've kind of through the years, I've tried to figure out, okay, how do I use my business skill mm -hmm. to help Christians, but also point them to, hey, here's how you can make more money. Mm -hmm. But making money is not really that important. <laughs> and so yeah. that's kind of been a difficult, difficult path to navigate for me yeah. these last three years. And uh, wow. so. Wow. What did you do? So you're sitting in your living room, you're drinking coffee, realize this is not the answer. What was your next business thing or career move? Well, um, well for a while, I kind of just took off. Yeah. Um, I, I started get, going to the gym for like three hours a day. Um, okay. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I, I I'm only going to be young for so long and I know it's going to be harder to stay in shape as I get older. So I'm going to take at least this time to just 
get in as the best shape that I possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of went to that. I was I was kind of burned out by business because mm-hmm. I just sold my business and I wasn't yep. ready to start something else up. Um, so I kind of started getting into investing okay. first. Um, mm-hmm. So then I started with the stock market, but then I was like, okay, you put your money in and then there's nothing else to do, really. You're just right. supposed to sit on it for 20 years. Like, what do I what do? I do? Yes. Um, so then someone suggested real estate. So I started uh-huh. doing, I bought some rental properties. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I would start to get, I get a call. Hey, my light bulb is out in my rental property <laughs> in another city. And I'm like, oh, okay, can you change it? Like, what do you, uh-huh. you're like, no, you're the landlord. You should come, you should come change it. And oh I was my like, gosh. oh man, I don't know if I like and then I hired a rental management company, but then they were not doing a good job. Mm. So then I was trying to interview rental management mm-hmm. property companies. And I said, you know what? This is worse than my business. Like, <laughs> um, and some of these properties, I'd be making like two or three hundred bucks a month. Mm-hmm. And it'd be a ton of work. And I was just yeah. like, I don't know that real estate's <laughs> what I want to be doing either. Right. Um, and then somebody talked to me about some crypto projects, mm-hmm. and this was kind of at the height of the bull market yes and i was like they i remember a guy told me you can make 26 percent with strong nodes and i said 26 percent a year that's pretty good he said no 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 26 percent a month and i was like okay that's stupid like don't don't do that he's like (laughs) try it buy just buy two nodes let Uh it go for three months see how it goes Uh and so i put money in and lo and behold, I made 26% for three months. And so then I kind of went all in and I put yeah. in six figures uh-huh. um, and it did very well for, for a long time as everybody yeah. listening probably is familiar with the crypto experience. Yes. Um, but uh, through that, I was talking with my, I would always bring all these crazy things that I was doing to my wife. I'd say, oh mm. my goodness, I just bought these NFT crabs that are making me a thousand bucks a day. And uh-huh. eventually she, she sat me down. She said, I don't care at all about all this weird stuff that you're doing. And I would, you need to not talk about it so much with me. And I said, well, who do I got to get it out? Who I talk with? She said, start a YouTube channel or wow. something like that. Um, so I did that. I started a YouTube channel, had no expectations. Yeah. Um, I, I thought, you know, you get, it's a thousand subscribers to get monetized. So I thought, okay, mm-hmm. six months, get a thousand subscribers. Maybe it can be a revenue stream. Um, and then in about two months, I had 30,000 subscribers. Wow. Do you think and that was because the topic, it was a hot topic at the time? I think so. That was that was the main the main thing. I think people appreciated too. Like I was not, um, I don't know. I was just thought, I was just talking about what I was excited yeah, about. We're sharing like, spreadsheets. This is what I'm making yep. on this one, this yep. one, this one. Exactly. Wow. And uh, so I think people appreciated that. It was kind of a breath of fresh air in the space. Yes. Um, and then ironically... As time went on, my channel has kind of had to morph into different things. It's sure. it's I've, I found it's a lot different if you have you know a thousand subscribers than if you have fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, like a mm-hmm. thousand subscribers, everybody loved me, and mm-hmm. they I could be real clear with them. Like when I'm showing my spreadsheets that, hey, this is a part I sold my business, so I'm putting in just a small, small part of my risk capital into these yeah. things. Yeah. But as I got bigger, people started oh i'm gonna do exactly james is wealthy i'm gonna do exactly what he does yeah investing wise and i would even i try to tell people do not do what i am doing unless you are have lived the identical life that i have lived up to this point um so i've had to just kind of 
over the years trying, you know, trying to keep people happy. I had Christians starting to come to me saying, Hey, it looks like you're, you're bragging about your numbers and things like that. So just trying to, even today, still just trying to kind of tread through that. And, um, even with, you know, passive income engines, which I'd love to talk with you about here. Um, but a lot, I got Christians reaching out to me. Why are you focused on helping people make money? That's not what's important. (laughs) <laughs> and I say, I know it's not what's ultimately important, but you know, Jesus talks a ton about money. Yes. Um, the Bible, I think I has 2,300 references to money yeah. and to making money. And yes. um, another thing I realized even in Christians is that everyone was thinking about money and was stressed mm-hmm. out about money, was mm-hmm. trying to make more money, but yeah. no one was talking about it. Yes. And I it's thought, such well, a taboo topic, isn't it? Yep. Such a it's taboo crazy. topic. And I said, you know, we're all, we're all thinking about it. We're all stressed yeah. out about it. Yeah. Rich and poor people alike are stressed out about money. Yes. And I said, we should talk about this as Christians and try yeah. to help each other out and, um, and, you know, teach people. Yeah. I want to teach people money is not the secret to happiness. Mm-hmm. So let's make as much of it as we can to serve mm-hmm. the Lord with it. Yes. And that's yeah. kind of the message I want to bring to people. Absolutely, I don't really like, I know there's people that are loved having arguments and, and debates. That's totally not me. Um, and, but my wife's more like that. She loves the debate. Yeah. Um, and so like for me with the topic of, you know, Christians and money, I make things really simple and this may help some people may not the other people that want to argue about it. And that's fine too. But for me, it's like, I know that we have, the great commission to fulfill that Jesus told us to go out in all the world, preach the gospel. And that is not free. It costs money for these ministries to do what they're doing. And so who is going to support them? And it's, it's going to be Christians. And if we as Christians are living paycheck to paycheck, can't don't have any extra disposable income, then that commission cannot get fulfilled. And so for me, it's like, I want Christians to have enough money to be able to pay for all their bills and have extra to give to those causes. So it's really simple for me. Um, I just feel like, you know, we, we we do need to have extra money. And I appreciate guys like you who are leading the way and showing us how to how to create that gap so that we do have extra to be able to give. So yeah, thank you for what you're doing. Uh, oh, there needs yeah, to be more I, people like you out there that are doing that. Well, thank you. No, it's it's always great to meet like-minded people. That's why it's, it was great meeting you, great meeting Travis, and just okay, you guys are kind of on the same mission. Um, and to echo what you said, I I found the exact same thing where, okay, pure and undefiled religion is to visit widows and orphans in their distress and keep yeah. oneself unstained by the world. James yes. 1 says that. Yes. And so, okay, we want to keep ourselves unstained by the world. So we don't mm-hmm. want to have the love for money. I don't want, um, I don't really want Christians asking when Lambo. That's the normal question in traditional finances. When can I get my Lamborghini? And uh, if I see young men asking about that, I want, I just want to help um, guy. I was in that same boat when I was in my early twenties, but I want to help lead men out of that, that, Hey, God has bigger, not that that is bad, but God has bigger things for you. Things that will make you eternally more joyful than a Lamborghini. You will get a Lamborghini and you will feel it will, it will turn you away from Christ if anything. And I just, I want better things for you. Yeah. Um, but Mm. then, so you want to stay unstained by the world, but then taking care of widows and orphans, what I found when I went went and found widows, uh, the number one thing is they're like, Oh, well we need help paying our bills. Yeah. And I didn't want to be, I don't want to be in a position where I'm going to help widows or going to help orphans. And then, Oh, we, we need help financially. I'm like, well, you know, Christians, we don't, I have no way to help you get your bills 
taken care of for right. the month or I have no way for you to get your food for the month. But, uh, uh, you know, I'll, I'll love you. And I'll pray for you. Yeah. Pray for you. Yeah, I'll exactly. give you a track. <laughs> yep. So, yep. That's been oh, my gosh. experience is it, it, it takes a lot of money. Um, mm. Well, and it's, it's kind of like just as much as God gives me, like is mm-hmm. I'm going to put myself in the path of blessing that, yes. hey, God, I'm going to work as hard as I can with the business acclimate that you've given me to make yeah. as much money as I can in order to help as many widows and orphans as I can. Absolutely. And um, that's. That's just my philosophy. And that's what I want to help point mm. others to as well. That's so good. Yep. Wow. 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 Um, I'm curious to, I don't know if you want to go, we go, there's so much we could talk about and you're welcome oh, yeah. to come on anytime you want to, but um, you guys are also living out your, and I want to talk about the passive income engines and you join in all that. Cause that's so cool. Um, you and your wife live out, you know, uh, your Christian life in a unique way that you have actually people staying with you. Can you talk a little bit about that and the heart behind that? Cause I think that's fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so um, even when we were dating, my wife told me, Jimmy, that's what she calls me. That's what people uh-huh. in person call me, Jimmy. She said, Jimmy, I really don't want to be just like a normal American rich family that just buys their big house, buys their nice car, goes on their nice trips for two weeks out of the year, buys maybe a vacation home, and then just kind of has like a normal life. I don't want mm. that. And at the time I was thinking, ooh, that's exactly what I want. And uh, <laughs> she was more like, I want to be a missionary. And I'm like, I told her when we were dating, I said, I have no interest in being a missionary. Mm. I have no interest in going overseas. I like being comfortable. And she was <laughs> she was like, ups- I mean, she was sad about that. But, you know, she couldn't resist my charm. So it, uh, it, still, it still happened. And then just as we as we we built a big house and we wanted to make sure okay we want no bedrooms to be empty like mm. that's just not something we want wow. so we started trying to adopt at first okay um, from Haiti was where uh-huh. we were looking to adopt and yeah. we you know we're learning french and we were doing all the documentation and it's an expensive yeah um, it's a very difficult process adopting a child i mean it was i think in total it was going to cost about forty thousand mm-hmm. um, dollars to get this this kid, which is another reason that I want to make money. Is like yes. if somebody wants to adopt a kid from Haiti. I don't want forty thousand dollars to be the reason that they are not going to do it. Yes. Um, and then through that process, uh, I was again teaching the college group at my church, and we had a student come from Cameroon, mm-hmm. um, and I just got to know him a little bit and really appreciated the spirit in him. And he didn't mm-hmm. know anybody here in the states. He had no family, no friends, and oh. so. We started inviting him to like, oh, come to my brother's birthday party and come to Christmas with our family. And then yeah. it turned into, well, on the weekends, you don't have anything to do. Come over on the weekends. Um, and eventually, you know, campus, uh, the University of Nebraska campus is, it's it's a little bit of a drive from where I live. I live kind of yeah. out in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. And so eventually I was like, you know what? We're bringing you in like three or four times a week. Why don't you just move in? We got extra room. Um <laughs> And uh, honestly, it's been my wife too, who's uh, really pushed me a lot in that area. Because again, I'm always like, well, that'll make us uncomfortable. Mm. And she said, show me in the Bible where it says that the purpose of your house is to make you comfortable. And I'm kind of, I Google, okay, where in the Bible does it say be comfortable? And I'm like, oh no, there's no, no verses. There's nothing. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, um, and so she would just keep pushing me on that. And then wow. we, there was a Rwandan student who the same thing, she, she kind of invited, she's like, Hey, you should come live with us too. And I kind of looked at her and I'm like, Hey, we got, we should talk about this first. And she's like, are you going to say, do you think you say no? I'm like, well, no, but I just, I just want to help 
make the decision, I guess. Yeah. And, um, so, and then another Rwandan student, then we had a, a, a girl that was looking for a place to stay. So we said, you come in. So at one, one point we had five college students. Oh my goodness. Um, live, live in here. That's incredible. Um, yeah. And it's been great, great for us. Just, you know, learning about hospitality. Yeah. Like it's one thing to invite somebody over, but yeah. then you can kick them out at some point. But like yeah. when they live with you, it's like, oh my goodness. Okay. This is really going to be a test of yeah. hospitality. Um, so that's been good. It's been great for our that's kids fun. too. I think just um, teaching them, Hey, God didn't give us all this money for us just to mm -hmm. have a good time. Right. But he wants us to help people. So, I, you know, yeah. what I teach my kids is really important that's to so me cool. as well. That's so awesome, man. That takes a special, wow. That's just a, I would spell a special grace for that. I would imagine on you guys to be able to do that. Yeah. Well, in all my, like, honestly, I, if it was just me, I probably wouldn't have done it because yeah. um, it gets uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. And then you're like, oh no. And then, and then you hear from the world and even sometimes Christians, they say, no, your house is your refuge. I heard that. Mm -hmm. um, it's like, okay, where, where does it say that? Where does the Bible yeah. say that? Like that sounds yeah. good. And it sounds like your home is supposed to be a place of rest in your home. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that sounds good. But then when you actually look through scripture, you're like, oh, wait, that's not, Bible never says that. And uh, right. it does say be hosp hospitable without yeah. complaint. And yeah. you see like Abraham, you know, he had these strangers come right in uh, mm -hmm. to tell him about that. He was going to have a son. And that's when yep. Sarah laughed and all that. Yep. Um, and then right away, Abraham said, hey, go kill an animal. Let's feed them. You guys stay with us for a while. And we find out that's the pre-incarnate Christ. Exactly. Isn't that cool? Um, and it's like, <laughs> oh man, we better take, take care of people. Hebrews right. says some of you without knowing it have entertained angels. Yes. And so it's like, right. well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell an angel they've got to go <laughs> live somewhere else. It's like, you, you can stay here. You know what? Absolutely. Um, and it's been a huge blessing to us. It's you know, it had its challenges for sure, but oh, for sure. Huge, huge blessings. That's awesome. My goodness. I feel like there's so many questions I could ask you, but we want to get to the, some of the, the passive income engine stuff. So yeah. um, with your YouTube channel and growing up a following of people to listen to you for your advice on crypto and DeFi and all that, um, obviously it's been a little bit of a rough year. So maybe talk about that and then like what um, what you're doing to help people. Because you, now you've got a following of people that look to you for advice. Yeah. You know, how are you leading them now through what's been kind of rough into, you know, what we're, what we're doing now? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think, I think what happened um, to me and to a lot of people is you get into this, get rich quick, you know, mm -hmm. you start seeing some money coming in and you, you get FOMO cause you hear about somebody else. I put a thousand dollars into Shiba Inu and now it's worth a billion dollars yeah. and you start, you start, your eyes get kind of big and you're like, well, I don't want to miss out on that. And so you start trying to put your money in all sorts of different things. And yep. uh, if you don't get into something, you feel really, oh, why didn't I not get into that? And, mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, kind of abandoned a lot of biblical principles and a lot of my business principles. Mm. Um, when I was doing, for a while, I was doing, I was part of an investment group where we would do venture capital deals. And mm -hmm. basically, it was like Shark Tank. People would come yeah. in and say, yeah. um, and we would always ask, where's the revenue coming from? How is this going to be sustainable? And things like that. Mm. And then for some reason, when crypto projects came in, I don't know if I just, if we just didn't understand them well enough or what, mm -hmm. but... I was not asking, where does the revenue come from? Yeah. How is this going to be sustainable? And I, it, it took me until we were well, until we were into the bear market where I realized, why did I ask different questions mm. when I was doing venture capital and when I was doing crypto investing? It's the exact 
same thing that yeah. I'm doing. I'm putting money yeah. into a company. Yeah. And one thing I don't, we call them projects. So I don't know why yeah. we do that. These are companies. These are businesses. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think calling them project, I don't really know where that came from, but they're businesses. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. uh, and it's like, oh, I would have never invested in that business if they came into my venture capital group. Right. But why did I feel like in crypto <laughs> that I would do that? Yeah. Um, and so that was one kind of just realization I have was, mm -hmm. oh man, I abandoned because of the dollar signs, you abandoned mm -hmm. business practices. Um, yeah. and there's some passages. One that's really stuck out to me is um wealth obtained hastily will dwindle. Yeah. But he who gathers little by, by little, little will increase. Yes. yes. Um, Proverbs says that. And I said, why did I abandon that? I was mm. looking for the home runs yes. instead of, and I would have, you know, when, when you look at my numbers, I would have been better off putting consistently my money into safer things mm -hmm. uh, little by little and yeah. not having this huge, I'm going to become a billionaire next, next right. week. Yes. Um, and mm. so, you know, kind of those two things and it's kind of lesson learned. It's the school of hard knocks. And mm. um, so, and then my channel, I've kind of shifted that it's like, okay, well, if I actually want to help people mm. probably bringing up these potential thousand X things is not the most helpful for people. Yeah. And so I started looking for revenue um, mm. that, that brought me to a lot of side hustles. Like I just, yesterday, I just uh, yeah. secured a vending machine placement. Wow. Um, so that's cool. one thing I'm wanting yes. to do is like, okay, vending machines have a revenue source. Yes. They have customers. Um, yeah. I know where the money's coming from. I know how the money flows <laughs> and how that works. It's a business. I can do that. Yep. Amazon reviews is another mm -hmm. one where it's like, okay, it increases Amazon's revenue to make these videos. So I know yeah. where, why they're paying and I know where the money comes from. And um, yeah. so I've kind of tried to shift to that and just kind of, yeah, helping people think through things. Let's get out of get rich quick. Let's build, mm -hmm. gather little by little, make a plan, and uh, get to get to where the Lord would would have us. That's good. Yeah. So, guys, the big announcement is that uh, James is joining Travis um, and myself on the and David Powers with uh, the 2.0 version of the Passive Income Engines Group. Uh, Travis started that back a couple of years ago, I think, year and a half ago, and I uh, was an affiliate for that helped out in the group early on. And then it started getting really crypto heavy. And I'm like, wow, this is really technical. I don't really feel like I add a lot of value here. Um, and so I'm mean, still in the group, but not as active as I was at the beginning. Cause it was uh, yeah, like you very technical, but now we're excited to share a, a 2.0 version that is uh, much more holistic with traditional investments, with uh, side hustles and businesses. And yes, there's going to be some crypto, but I'd say it's about 80% other stuff and 20% crypto where it was 90% crypto before. So, um, yeah. and you have an awesome video in there called The Plan. Um, do you want to share that, like a summary of what that is so people get an idea of like what what's changed about the way that we're going about this? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm actually working on this right now. As soon as we're done with this call, I'm going to hopefully uh, finish it up. But um, a kind of a questionnaire for people to help put together a plan because mm -hmm. that's part of the reason we fell into a lot of the crypto problems was because we didn't have a plan. We were just kind of going around doing whatever our gut was feeling like, oh, I feel like getting into this. I feel like getting mm -hmm. into this. Mm -hmm. um, and so the way I kind of think about it now is first off, I ask people, why do you want to make passive income? Uh, and you want, I, I want people to get real clear on that. Yeah. Is it? And if they say win Lambo, then I'm going to encourage them to have a different reason <laughs> a different yeah. reason to want it um so we want to keep the the first thing the first thing then i kind of say okay how much passive income are you looking to create 
And I just actually sent out an email asking for responses. I actually have gotten now 370 responses. So, um, and I promised in the email, Travis helped me write the email, but he said, I promise I will read all of the responses. So I, this morning I was, oh my well, goodness. I was at the gym. I was going through and reading wow. all of them. And I was trying to pray for each person as I went yes. through them too. But yes. um, so, and most of the Crazy. numbers, you know, some people are just wanting, I want one or $2,000 a month. Sure. Some people are like, I had a guy, I want 50,000 a month to replace my job as a, mm-hmm. as a doctor in, in yeah. uh, San, Santa Fe, New Mexico. Nice. Um, so that's the, one of the things The kind of the next question I ask is how much money do you need to make? Mm-hmm. And then I kind of, the way I think of it is, okay, so if you put your money in safe investments, we'll say something that made 15% a year, mm-hmm. um, that's a, that's a safer investment. Like yes. I have some cattle, um, yeah. that yeah. do that. And that's a real asset. This is not crypto. This is pretty yeah. fairly safe investments, relatively safe. Right. Um, and so if you're making 15% a year from your safe investments, mm-hmm. well, how much total capital would you need to make 5k a month from that safer investment? Right. And the answer might be, okay, well, I need $2 million in capital mm-hmm. for that to be, that's kind of, and then to me, that's kind of the end goal then. So when you get $2 million, you have it in a safe asset that's making yes. you the passive income that you want. Right. That's the end of your goal. Then you can yeah. get out of pie, okay? Because yes. that's you've right. you reached the goal. Yeah. Um, and so then uh, to get there, that $2 million might sound like a lot to people. So then I ask, okay, how much capital do you have to start? And a lot mm-hmm. of people say zero. I'm starting at zero. Wow. Um, then I say, how much can you afford to invest per month? Um, and some people say, you know, 100 bucks, 200 bucks. Um, I had a couple of people say 1500 bucks, things like that. Mm-hmm. And then I, my calculator kind of shows, okay, to get, if you have zero and you're putting in a hundred a month to get to 2 million, will take you 45 years. Um, and then it's like, okay, well we need to supercharge that in some yes, way. That's, right. I don't want you to have to be in pie for, for 45 years. That's not the goal. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so you and Travis are younger than me, so you guys can keep running. I may not, yeah, we'll yeah. hopefully I'll be here in 45 years. We'll do years. a pie. I don't know though nursing home edition or something like that at that point. Um, so then I kind of ask, okay, how much extra time do you have per week to mm. put into potentially a side hustle or something like that? Yeah. And so then, okay, if you use the side hustle, if you made a vending machine uh, company that was making you a thousand bucks a month and you were able to put that into your investment, okay, now it went from 45 years to 15 years. Mm. It's like, okay, now we're starting to get more manageable. Yeah. Then it's like, okay, well, what if we use some crypto to not put all your money into and hope for a home run shop? But what if we use some uh, medium risk crypto projects that are making five or 6% a month mm-hmm. and we use those to kind of supercharge what you're doing? Yeah. And then the calculator yeah. will spit out, okay, well, if you do that, then you could get to your, your number that you need in five years. Yeah. It's like, okay, now yes. we're at something that we can work with and this can right. be kind of the plan that we're looking at and you'll have I to adjust that. it as time goes on but that's kind of the philosophy that's awesome it's sensible it's uh and it is i love that the scripture about wealth uh gain hastily it dwindles yeah. but uh that's so that in in line with that for sure uh in five years some people can wrap their head around versus 45 right <laughs> so, exactly i love it that's so awesome Wow. Well, I'm, we're excited to have you as a part of that because I think it's going to just be amazing. And I'm excited that we have a, a section about businesses because that's really where I thrive. I love talking to people about how to mm. 
grow their income, how to start a business. I love brainstorming with people. So that's going to be fun for me to dig into that group. And I know some people are there want passive stuff and none of my stuff has ever been passive as far as the businesses I've created. Yeah, no, um, I totally agree. But I, um, but for those that are, you know, want to start a business, create a course, start a membership community. That's really where I thrive. And it's going to be fun to see how I can be uh, a help to that. So love that. Yeah. And I love partner because everybody has different skill sets, right? And so, mm-hmm. um, if I was, you know, the more people I can find that have a mindset of, Hey, we first, we want to please Christ. Mm-hmm. Second, we want to help Christians financially. It's yeah. like, Hey, you've, you've got skills that I've never dabbled in. And Absolutely. so, Hey, let's just bring them all together. And that's yeah. kind of what we've done in, in pie. So, yeah. Um, I love what you're doing. You're, you're, you in, especially even though we're in the group already, you're praying for people, uh, you're preaching. So what I mean, I'd say for the, the last question here, unless there's something else you want to hit, um, is just what, you know, some advice for Christian entrepreneurs and people in business. Um, you know, there's all these things out there that like, oh, you, you shouldn't be, like we just talked about it. You know, you shouldn't be a Christian and be wealthy and, hmm. um, all that, but, um, any encouragement you can give to, people who are believers that are doing business? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I, 1 Timothy 6 is kind of the, probably the core passage for me where it talks about, you know, godliness. It talks about how some Christians are using, trying to use God in order mm-hmm. to make money. Okay. That's their goal is they actually want the money. So you have to be really careful about that as a Christian, that when we talk about, Hey, if you give to, you know, Proverbs says, if you give to others, mm-hmm. God will give to you. He yep. who waters others will himself yeah. be watered. He who yes. gives to the poor lends to the Lord and he will repay. Yes. Um, but a lot of people hear that. And I talk a lot about that, that, hey, if you're generous, God will give you more. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to be careful that you're not going after that. You're not trying to use God to get to my actual goal is I want money. Mm-hmm. And right. so I'm going to use God to get to making money. Yeah. So that's something I want, just want people to be super clear about is that is not how it works. If you're using God to get to money, you will it will not work out for you. Uh, this life or the next, don't do it. Stop it. (laughs) Um, but there were some people that were using godliness as a means to make money. And so, uh, Paul tells Timothy, he says, godliness is a means of great gain. If accompanied with contentment Mm. for you brought nothing into this world and you won't take anything out of it either. But he who, uh, but the love of money is the root of all sorts of evil. That's that verse. Mm -hmm. And some by longing for it have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Uh, And he says, flee those things, you man of God, and pursue righteousness and love. Mm -hmm. Um, But then a few verses later, so that that would kind of lead you to believe, okay, so we should not be rich Christians ever. We should probably get out of this somehow. Right. Um, And I will tell you, uh, it is hard to stop being a rich Christian because you'll see as you give to others, it's true. God does give to you. Yeah. And so it's very hard. It's, some people tell me you shouldn't be a rich Christian. And it's like, well, I don't, what do you do to not? And they're like, well, give more money away. It's like, well, the more well, I like give God away, is gonna the give more you God more. brings it. Yeah. And um, so then a few verses later, mm. he, Paul tells Timothy, instruct those who are rich in this present age to not be conceited, mm-hmm. which can come up where you start thinking, oh, I'm better than these people. Mm-hmm. They make this. I have all this money. Don't be conceited and don't put your hope in riches. Yeah. But put your hope in God who yeah. richly supplies us with all good things to enjoy. Be generous, mm-hmm. ready to share, and thus you'll be storing up a treasure for the future and yes. you'll take hold of that which is truly life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the way that that Paul words it there, but inspired by the Holy Spirit, yes. um, that you're storing up your this that's what life is actually about. Yeah. Is 
loving others, giving to others, being generous, being ready to share. Um, there's other verses that say, um, if you're a thief, stop stealing, work hard so that you'll have something to share with other people. Yes. Um, and so that's really all that we're trying to do is Good. we're trying to, hey, let's let's get some extra so that we can share with other people. I believe wholeheartedly and I want everyone that's in pie to believe that it makes you happier. It says the words of Jesus makes you happier to give than yeah. it does to receive. And uh, it's hard for people to believe that they think, no, 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 I want to, I want to get, I want to receive. And it's like, do you got to no, believe there's nothing that beats that says, feeling of meeting somebody's needs? I'm sure it's happened to you where you've, you felt impressed to bless somebody financially or with something. And they're like, oh my gosh, James, that's exactly what I needed. I, I, there's so many stories that we've had of giving somebody money and it's like, I needed that exact amount or it's yeah. just, I needed it at this exact time. And it's like, Thank you, Lord, for allowing me to be a blessing, using me to be able to, you know, touch them. It's so fun. And it, it's Amen. that feeling of being able to give to somebody. There, it's really nothing that matches that feeling yeah. of being able to be used in that way and see them just they'll be in tears and like, wow, God, allowing me to be a part of that. So yeah. Cool. Yeah. And I love how you worded that because, um, you know, some it's not like God needs our money, right? Like <laughs> right. Uh, Psalm 50 says, I own the cattle on a thousand right. hills. If I was hungry. I wouldn't even tell you. I would just go exactly. take a towel. Like, I don't need you. Yeah. Um, but he allows us to be part. He says, yes. okay, I want to take care of this widow or this yeah. orphan or whatever. And I want you to be my ax yes. to make that happen. Yes. And so then you get the joy of, hey, I'm just yeah. letting the Lord use me. Mm -hmm. And you get to see the blessing. But it's actually yeah. God that's taking care of him. And you yeah. can tell that person that. Sometimes they look to you as like, wow, you saved me. And it's like, hey, this is God. Like, I... Yeah. I'm not a good person as God who's done this. I mean, when I negotiated to get my money, I literally prayed and God gave me the number to ask mm -hmm. for. I mean, yeah. it's hard for me to say it's any of my cleverness or anything like that. Right. Um, so it is, it's a Love blessing it. for to be co-laborers with yeah. God um, is how Paul mm -hmm. words it. And really, yeah, I really love it. So, yeah. Well, James, thanks so much for being on this. I, I, I tell you to say this to a few people that are on if you ever want to come back on you have some a message on your heart and you want to just come on and share or want to talk about anything you're more than welcome to well i love talking so i'll, I'll probably take you up on that sometimes Let's i do it you just let me know <laughs> yeah yeah awesome no i appreciate you letting me on and sharing my heart and uh, we'll, we'll be talking more right. and uh yeah excited to be in pie hopefully yes, some sir. of your audience too will come will join be. us in the passive yes. income engines group Yes, we will invite them for sure. Thanks again, my friend. All right. Take care, brother. Bye-bye, everyone. See you next week.